0: This is The Talking Dead, a podcast dedicated to the AMC TV show, The Walking Dead.
1: Hey everybody, my name is Chris. My name is Jason. And my name is Dave. And this is The Talking Dead number 82 for Monday, July the 9th, 2012. And we
2: are... Back on the air. Jason, you look upset. I forgot to call my grandmother. It's her anniversary. Okay. i got to make a note somewhere. You can do that Where's after f- the show. Yeah, I'm going to email myself. Sorry about that. You, you said right. the date. I forgot the date. So that, that, until just now. That's fine. I'm glad I could help you remember to call yeah,
1: your grandmother. Thank you. Um, we are on the air once again, and Dave is joining us for the first time in a while. Dave, thanks for being here.
0: Thanks for offering for me to be here.
1: It is good to have you. Before we it's get good to in, be had. Before we get into the meat of the show, let's uh, yes. let's get an update on everything you're doing, Stranger, and uh, everything else, of course. How's
0: it going with all that stuff? It's going really well, as a matter of fact. How, I'm enjoying uh, it. How deep into Stranger are you now? So we're now I'm just getting ready to post page 17 of issue number 4. Wow. That's amazing, man. Um, I'm. I'm excited. Have you Have you printed issue three yet? No, no, no. I have. Uh, I'm doing something called Word on the Street in Toronto in September, and so I'll be premiering issue number three there, which will have a few preview pages of my next comic um, in the back of it, and I'll also likely be printing out issue number four as well. That, that's exciting.
1: The next so, comic is of stone, right? Yeah, about yeah. ogres. Ogres, yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know if there are a lot of ogre comics out there. I've certainly never seen one, but then again, I also haven't gone to seek them out.
0: Neither do I, but I just sort of had this idea, just ended up being of stone, and I thought it'd be really fun to do. So I'm just going to do a one-shot for now, and then depending on what happens with Stranger, maybe I'll <laughs> keep doing something else with uh, with of stone. I just wanted to sort of branch out beyond zombies. Yeah, zombies are cool and all, but there's yeah. there's a whole world of monsters out there to It to there deliver. is there's so many monsters, there's a lot of monsters. But this is probably going to be more of a more of a sort of fantasy sci-fi thing as opposed to all of you know horror. Right, right. So that's cool. Are you going to be at? Uh, you're doing Word on the Street. You said, are you going to be doing the other like uh, Fan Expo this summer and stuff? I'm not going to be doing Fan Expo this year. Actually, I had to sort of choose which one I was going to do. Yeah. And I'd done Fan Expo the previous year, and got a you know a really it was a really great experience, but um, it's four days this year, and I just it, four days is a very long time when you're behind those tables. Four days can be a very long time. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah, just so I thought I'd try. There. I thought I'd try Word on the Street because it's something very different. It's more of a literary scene, less of a sort of nerdscape. And after all, you are creating literature here. Well, I'm trying. I'm just surprised that they said okay. <laughs> Give us your money. Sure. Well, you know, they're they're not in the business of turning away money, probably. Well, I mean, you never know where your audience is going to come from. You never know who's going to like what you're doing. Totally. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure if you take a look at the people who've liked the, the Facebook page for The Talking Dead, you're going to see a wide range of people who, you know, come from, they're all different ages and all different walks of life and different countries. And, you know, when you get those likes, you just say, hey, look.
1: More likes. People. Yeah. And, and the most important thing is really just to get it get it in front of people's eyeballs i mean mm-hmm. no matter where you're doing that and and mm-hmm. mixing it up a little is a good thing you did you did uh the toronto comic
0: cons earlier this year too right yeah i did those yeah. those were those were spectacular it was, a, it was so much fun i just loved meeting all those people that's cool just, and if you're listening and you're one of those people i spoke to uh, thank you and if you're one of those people that actually bought something thank you
1: <laughs> even bigger thank you yeah, yeah. Uh, Cool. Well, if people want to find Stranger and Of Stone, they're both at uh, the same site for now, right? Or does Of Stone have its own site?
0: Uh, Of Stone, you can actually go to uh, imofstone.com. But that just sort of leads to the Facebook page. There's not really much there right now. Cool. Uh, I'm just, you know, posting little stuff for now because I want the big reveal to actually be in the back of the book. Um, But I also promised uh, Kath I'd send her something something special if she waited for number three uh, to order number two with number three uh, over there in Scotland. So if you're listening, Kath, don't worry. We have something good planned. Very cool.
1: And Stranger's still at IHeartUnicorns2.com, right? Yes, it is. Awesome. Well, that is super exciting. Um, is Word on the Street something like we can just come down and you'll have a booth or a table or something yeah, like
0: that? Yeah, right? it's completely free. Yeah. And there's going to be all sorts of there's like kids areas. There's uh Sort of indie indie authors. I'm not exactly sure where I am just yet. They block off the street and there's just booths of books
2: and book publishers, bookmakers, all that kind of stuff. Bookmakers. Yeah. Probably bookmakers. bookmakers. Well, Dave's there a bookmaker. <laughs> well, you know, very few bookies though. <laughs> right. Right. I've never actually
1: gone to it, but it's a very big festival of reading in, in this city, isn't it? Is it in the yeah. same
2: place as it usually is, Dave, on Queen? Uh, near- it's on uh, Queen's Park. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I was, uh, when last time I went to uh, Word on the Street, it was at, like, um, Queen and John. Yeah. I guess it moved. And uh, when is that, Dave? That is
1: September 23rd. Uh, is it for a weekend or just one day? One day. Oh, exciting. One day. All right, well, if you want to find Dave out and about, selling his stuff September 23rd at Toronto's word on the street festival cool. thank you for the plug check it out we uh, is it,
0: it's a Saturday or something I assume
1: it's a Sunday Sunday so leave us a Sunday right on so uh, what else can you do
0: on a nice little Sunday afternoon then cruise down to Toronto and read some books <laughs> read some books that's right stuff for the entire family there very cool well we will be down there I'll probably make an appearance
1: with uh, with my family and if you want to do that I would highly maybe
0: recommend you can do you. a reading for me do a reading of Stranger for me. Would you do that? <laughs> um, just because I, I love your radio voice, so you can just do the reading for me. Okay, I'll do a can, reading. I don't mind. You can read the uh, the first seven pages of Stranger for me. Uh, there's <laughs> very issue, little- Issue number one. Yeah, there's, there's a
1: lot of dialogue on those pages, <laughs> right? And done. <laughs> I'll be emoting yeah. with my face. <laughs> you just need to make the sound effects. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, ah!
1: Well, I could do that. That would be hilarious. <laughs> yeah. All right, Right. let's uh, move on into our show. The first thing I need to do is wish everyone a very, very happy Nunavut Day. Nunavut Day. Nunavut Day. Nunavut Day, which is annually celebrated on July 9th, commemorates the passing of two Nunavut Acts. The Canadian Parliament passed the Nunavut Land Claims Agreement Act and the Nunavut Act on July 9th, 1993. Nunavut officially split from the Northwest Territories and became a Canadian territory later on in
2: 1999. Wow. I
0: have it's, a question for you. It sure. seems
2: very, very short ago, or not long ago, but
1: very yet, short ago. Very <laughs>
2: short ago, yet so far in the past. It's
1: weird. I know. It feels like Nunavut's been around for a long time, but it really hasn't. No.
0: How many days are not annual? Seven. There's uh, seven
2: non annual days.
0: <laughs> well, we know we have February 29th, which is non annual. That's non yeah. annual. That's one. Are there any others? Well, just because you said Nunavut isn't annual, or Happy Nunavut Day isn't. Annual Day, yeah, annually celebrated on July 9th That's that oh. is true.
2: Do they have any holidays uh, that only occur other than you know uh, July 29th. July 29th. Oh, my brain July is not 20. here. <laughs> Turn it on, there, man. You're <laughs> still still December thirty second. <laughs>
1: You're still thinking about your grandmother, aren't you? <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, worried about? Why don't you call her grandma. now, just on the air? Well, she might be
1: asleep. You should probably wait until tomorrow. I'll it's be, eight p.m., man. E- right? <laughs> <laughs> it's after eight. <laughs>
2: Uh, okay, well, there's Nunavut Day. Um, uh, non-annual holidays. Is there a non-annual holiday? Um, which you only celebrate once every few years? Well, I can think of a lot of non-annual sporting events. May the 4th <laughs> those is aren't every
1: an, year. Those aren't annual. I mean, holidays. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's true. Anyway,
1: yeah. <laughs> just something to think about. All right. Well, uh, there, I, I'm sure there are some. There's probably like every 10 years, something like that, you know, somewhere.
2: Haley, Haley's Comet, but that's not really a holiday no There's also a, not a holiday more of a comet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah that's very true <laughs> yeah okay anyway <laughs> all right so nunavut day it's our most uh, recent canadian territory anyone know what the one before that was
2: uh, yukon wouldn't it no no it was um, labrador newfoundland yes newfoundland
1: i guess and i i guess and labrador at the time 1949 i believe if i'm not mistaken so it had been Wait, a while newfoundland yeah. was a territory no, it wasn't. Newfoundland wasn't part of Canada until
0: 1949. Oh. So what was it? Uh, Newfoundland.
1: Newfoundland, yeah. <laughs> Newfoundlandia. There you go. The Republic of Newfoundland. Um, okay one more thing before we get into the walking dead news okay and i want to just briefly update our how to kill a zombie contest right exciting we announced this last podcast which was three weeks ago now wow so sorry to everyone who was eagerly awaiting our next show we had to take a few weeks off there to recharge and make sure we could get dave on that's what we were doing
0: that's exactly what it was yeah exactly
1: put it all on me Uh, There you go. You're only on, you know, once every six months. But we should do it more often, so...
0: I have a lot of extra weight so I can take the (laughs) (laughs) punches. Very good. Uh,
1: So, how to enter a zombie contest. The deal here is that you just post on our Facebook wall your favorite way to kill a zombie. It's going to be running all summer and into the fall, ending up on Season 3 premiere night. And uh, we will announce the winner on our podcast the next day covering that episode. Um, But... A couple of people emailed me and said, but uh, what if we don't have a Facebook page? Can we still enter? And I think that's, I don't want to exclude anyone. So to be fair, if you'd like to enter by email, you can do that too. Okay, good. Right? We like the posts on the Facebook page, um, but if you want to enter by email for whatever reason, send an email to talkingdeadpodcast at gmail.com. I am compiling them all. I will be doing that over the summer. I'll be reminding everybody every time we do a podcast and it'll be very exciting when we
0: announce the winter. the winter. I'm going to post something right now. Are you? Do very it. good. I realize I'm completely ineligible, but I'm just going to post something in the spirit of posting something. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Chris, you misspoke
2: earlier, and I think it was uh, very entertaining, so I'm just going to call back to it. Uh, you said uh, how to enter a zombie contest instead of how to kill a zombie. How oh, really? enter the how to kill a zombie contest. So uh, I just think it's it's interesting that we should have a how to enter a zombie contest, contest or we should have a how to enter a zombie contest contest <laughs> if you want to enter a zombie what about how to enter a tauntaun contest oh yeah that's a good one too anyway i just thought that was entertaining i was entertained there for a little that, while that makes
0: me really uncomfortable
2: <laughs> already won by luke skywalker yeah uh i all thought righty. they smelled bad or on Chewbacca. the outside
1: <laughs> yes that's right all right without further ado let's do this the walking dead news all right it's time for the walking dead news The first item in the news this week is more of an update from something we discussed last time, and it is that Dish TV has now officially dropped AMC. Oh. Yeah. We talked about it three weeks ago, at which time there was about uh, two weeks left uh, before Dish was going to drop them. You know, AMC claims it's over an unrelated lawsuit. Dish claims it has to do with high fees and low viewership. Yeah. They don't seem to be getting along, but... The 1st of July came, and AMC is no longer available on DISH. So that's shows like, of course, The Walking Dead, Mad Men, Breaking Bad, Hell on Wheels, and a whole bunch of other ones. Horse crap. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate for DISH customers, because they are the ones who suffer here, because they can't watch their favorite shows.
0: But uh, I'm sure something something happened similar to uh, the show that I love called Todd in the Book of Pure Evil. Uh, it didn't have the ratings, it didn't have the the viewership uh on television anyway you know lots of people would watch it online but sadly just watching it online didn't count right
1: yeah that's uh, that's a thing that was an MTV show right no it was uh, Space Original oh Space which is
0: the Canadian version of sci-fi
1: right well I was way off base there Space <laughs> huh and it was I I, um, I meant to check it out because you would you had told me about it but it's still I, worth I never checking to... out
0: it's it's very funny it just ends on a cliffhanger that we'll I doubt we'll ever see the end of oh, but it's right. worth checking out All right. Well, I'll check that
1: out. But in the meantime, if you are concerned about AMC not being available on DISH, you can head over to keepamcnetworks.com and get all the information on how to contact DISH and let them know your feelings. Cool. You never know. Uh, You know, if there's enough groundswell uprising, they may change their minds and work out a deal. It worked for Family Guy. That's right. It's worked for Family Guy and Futurama. Too. That's true. It, oh, that's right. Futurama came back, didn't it? They brought Futurama back. That's Isn't Arrested right.
2: no. Development coming back too on Netflix? <laughs> to Netflix, it is. Yeah, so. it is a whole full season on Netflix, released all at once. on oh, the same day. That's going to be great. I believe. Right. I'm so excited about that.
0: But you need to speak up. Your voices need to be heard because they're not going to know otherwise. No, or they're not going to care otherwise. Exactly. They're not. Certainly not going to care. All righty. Next item in the news. It is
1: all about Walking Dead video games. So, as we know, the Telltale game has been, has two uh, two uh, episodes out now. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about the second one later on in this year program, but we also have news about the third one. Episode three is due out in August. That's great. So very That's soon. Exciting. Um, Telltale posted on their blog, because some people were a little upset by the time it seemed to be taking between the first and the second episode. And people got a little upset that they were maybe taking too long to do these. Right. So Telltale posted, Our goal from day one has been to deliver your game episodes as quickly as possible and where we can simultaneously across all platforms and regions. We've been working closely with our phenomenally supportive partners to try to make this a reality. We will continue to work on this. And furthermore, we will strive to improve our communication with you so that you know what's happening.
2: That's nice. It, they kind
1: of just apologized for being slow and they got the second one out and then they announced that the third one's coming in the middle of August so we don't have that long a wait which is nice
2: that's great i think one a month would be fantastic
1: yeah that makes sense 5 months is a long enough time for you know an episodic a complete episodic game yeah and if they can keep that up that would be uh, that'd be really nice now they also announced that after all five episodes are released Digitally, there will be a compilation retail disc release. So if you're not into buying these one at a time, you can wait until the end and then buy all five at once on disc. Um, And after that, they even, you know, not in so many words, but they kind of hinted that there will get a a second season of this game. So we get five episodes and then potentially another five, uh, which is like a second season of the game, sort of. Awesome. So there's lots of Telltale Walking Dead video game goodness coming up. If you uh, if you're into that sort of thing. In other Walking Dead video game news, we this week got a trailer for an Activision game that is based on The Walking Dead. This is a little bit more of a traditional uh, game as opposed to the episodic Telltale game, where it's a first-person shooter centered around Daryl Dixon. Wow. Now this kind of came out of nowhere for me because I had not heard of this at all before and then suddenly there's this trailer with an announcement for 2013. Right. And Davey, you sent me the link. Yeah. I guess we've all watched that trailer now. Let's let's just talk about it briefly. What did we think of that thing, Jason? Did you have any thoughts on it? You watched it just before we started going.
2: I think it could be uh, very very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, first person shooters, I've I've sort of been shying away from in the last few years, but uh, I might delve back in for a uh, you know a Daryl Dixon one. Mm-hmm. So the idea here is yeah, it focus.
1: It centers on Daryl Dixon and I guess his brother, and it takes place before. I guess after the zombie apocalypse, but before he meets up, they meet up with the group. Right. Yeah. Um, Dave, what are your thoughts on it? What do you think about this game?
0: Uh, I think the game itself could be really good. Now, this is going to be an Xbox Live game, right? Or
1: uh, it it it's according to the site, it does have Xbox Live support, so some sort of multiplayer or online right. play. But it's a it's not like a download game; it's a physical disc game you buy in retail.
0: Oh, okay. Okay, well, I mean the the, pre- the premise for the game seems really interesting. I thought the trailer was pretty shitty. It was a pretty crappy trailer.
1: Yeah, I I kind of agree with that. Like, the trailer wasn't amazing. But what could just, they show? They have they, it just
0: it just sort of felt like they rushed it out the door for Comic Con. Oh, that's true. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah. Oh shit, we gotta have a trailer for Comic Con. Uh, you intern, do a trailer. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it looked like a a mix of actual
1: footage of Daryl and Merle and animated versions of the two of them. Um, it,
0: it seems sort of rotoscope to me, so it's just... Uh, yeah, a little bit. I, did, I was not a fan of the trailer, but I'm a fan of the idea behind the game.
1: Yeah, I think it is a good idea for a game. I mean, I'm not surprised that these are the characters we're going to focus on for our game because, I mean, a crossbow has got to be pretty fun to, to oh, use yeah. in a game. You know.
0: Well, it's 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 when a game says that they're going to incorporate stealth into it. That's what sort of pricks up my ears. Yeah. Because I like when a first-person shooter uh, at least tries stealth in their games, whether they do it well or not is uh, remains to be seen, I guess.
1: Sure, and I guess anything beyond just running and shooting the whole time. I mean, you've got to do that these days, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, according to... I guess the, the news release for this, there will also be a decision-making mechanic that determines how the game goes and how other characters affect the story to some
0: degree. Like like Telltale's decision-making? <laughs>
2: Ooh. <laughs> yeah, maybe something like that. I uh, Who knows? Who knows exactly? You know what I would find interesting about this game is if they started the game, uh, like had a whole chapter that occurred before the zombie outbreak. Like it was just Daryl and Merle living their everyday lives and uh doing whatever it is they do selling drugs running guns whatever uh would be interesting and there'd be a scene with walt walt and jesse in there could be <laughs> <laughs> no but just you know like have have the game be one thing for the first chapter or two and then uh, then the zombie outbreak occurs and then you, your whole life shifts i think that would be uh, an interesting take on it yeah i think that's an interesting
1: idea how i don't know that they would be able to make a a whole compelling section of the game that's just
0: regular life.
2: Well, well not, what's it's the, not regular life. It's the whole th- Grand Theft Auto.
1: I guess right? so. It's, yeah. just,
2: it's the same thing as Grand Theft Auto, just you add zombies. I mean, they've done that. Even if too. it was
0: something like a tutorial level, you know, where you get introduced to the mechanics of the game. Yeah. You know, and then, <clears throat> you know, title sequence, now you're in the zombie apocalypse. Cool. Yeah, that would be cool. I mean, I guess.
1: You know, being a master marksman with this uh, with this crossbow, he must have been using it before the zombie outbreak, so we could he could go hunting for squirrels or something. I don't think—yeah, I don't think that's his first
2: belt of squirrels that he showed up with.
1: <laughs> no, I don't think so. You don't get that good at shooting squirrels with arrows in, you know, a couple of days.
2: No, and you don't think of shooting or throwing <laughs> a belt full of squirrels at somebody until you've, you know, had a few beltfuls of squirrels.
1: Sure, but when you think about it, throwing that belt full of squirrels at uh, Shane— Did he throw it at chain? I thought he should throw it it at Rick. Maybe. Anyways, it's it's pretty good. I mean, whoever you throw that at is not going to want to get hit by that. So they're (laughs) going to want to avoid it, putting them in a pretty uh, vulnerable position.
2: Look out, squirrels! (laughs) That's
1: right. (laughs) You know, throw a rock at somebody. Yeah, you don't want to get hit by a rock, but at least you're not going to have nasty squirrel juice in your mouth. It's
0: too bad when Daryl didn't throw the squirrel belt, he just yelled, squirrel belt! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he needs a catchphrase, right? (laughs) Squirrel belt! There it is.
1: Yeah, just like the tick. <laughs> yep.
2: Spoon!
1: There you go. So this game will be available for Xbox with live, of course, and PS3 and PC. And you can find out more at thewalkingdeadbegins.com. Uh, All righty. Glenn Mazzara and Robert Kirkman have, were recently interviewed by TV Guide. They seem to... Uh, TV Guide does pretty good interviews. They, they're they extensive. They and always long. have. They're, they're good. Does TV Guide print a magazine anymore? TV Guide magazine. tell you. Well, let's go to tvguide.com. TV Guide. I don't think oh, I've oh. seen one. No, I haven't seen one in years. I'd order it, it.
0: Wasn't there a to-do about them not printing anymore? Oh,
1: not maybe. much of one if we can't remember it. Maybe. No, I no, TV Guide was a big magazine for a long time. Um, I'm also thinking of Reader's Digest, though.
0: Oh, maybe that was the one.
1: <laughs> that could have been the one. I don't know. Okay. Uh. Anyways, I pulled a few pull quotes out of this interview that I thought were kind of interesting. Some of them are sort of along the lines of things we've seen a million times before. But here's the first one. Glenn Mazzara on the prison. He said, The prison is a threatening presence in itself. The prison is a haunted house. The prison is not as safe as our group or the audience may want it to be. There is still a lot of danger always lurking within the prison and beyond the prison walls. No
0: pronouns there. <laughs> I, I love the line, the prison is a haunted house. It is. It's a really good line. It's cool. I just hope there aren't actually ghosts in it. Well, no, it's, this isn't true blood. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Which is awesome, by the way. And I think nah, I, I would argue that point. Are probably. you not liking it this year? Well, what's next? It's just
1: uh, it's too much. All right, that's a whole different conversation. Well, I've only
2: seen the pilot, so uh, don't spoil anything for me. All right,
1: we won't do that. Uh, But anyways, it sounds like they are really treating the prison with care and making it really super creepy and awesome.
2: I I think this uh, this quote is constructed rather well because uh, of the lack of use of any pronoun whatsoever. (laughs) Uh, Any of these sentences could be taken out and put on its own, and it would still make sense. The prison is not as safe as our group or the audience may want it to be.
0: Yeah. See? <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's good. What if I don't want it to be safe at all? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, anyway, well-constructed, lack of <laughs> pronouns, awesome. Mazzara also had this to say about Carl. He said, We're interesting, interested in exploring Carl as a child soldier in this war against the Walkers. He becomes a very, very effective, strong part of the group. He's no longer the young child who needs to be cared for and who needs to be minded. That Carl... Is gone. Wow. Carl's going to kick some ass this season, I think. I sure hope so. Um, And then Kirkman um, talking about uh, anything from the comic they're not willing to do on the show. Now, here's a little bit of a spoiler coming up for the comic. At some point, Rick's hand gets chopped off. Right. Just so you know. Uh, Kirkman said, yeah, as we get closer to the storyline, I don't want to remind people that I set things in stone like that constantly we're up against things in the comics where it would be awesome if Rick could oh Rick can't do that. He only has one hand. That is something that I regret, but I wouldn't put it past us. I'm not ruling anything out. Hmm. I thought that was interesting that he would admit that he regrets cutting Rick's hand off. Anybody?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well I mean it's 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 a whole thing of of what could have been. You know what I mean? You if he didn't cut Rick's hand off, maybe he would regret No, see, that wouldn't work either.
1: Yeah, I just... Because he could
0: always cut it off again.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I just think, I mean, that happened uh, not super early in the comic, but, you know, in the first uh, half out of the hundred issues that are out now almost. Um, And I'm just sort of, like, I've always thought cutting that hand off was almost... You know, adding a difficulty that didn't need to be there, but I guess at the mm. time he thought it was a good idea. But it's interesting that he he regrets it now. It I'm, is interesting.
2: I'm I'm surprised. About I'm, that. I'm still glad that the the hand is gone, and I think it adds a lot of uh, a lot of color to the to the uh, the graphic novel.
1: Well, and it's it's kind of become something that you don't even think about in in the comic anymore, right? It's just he has no yeah. hand. You barely even notice it. He's um, he's it hasn't seemed to ha- hampered his ability to do most things, but according to Kirkman, it feels I think it feels like he has a lot of ideas, but then suddenly, you know, he doesn't have a hand and he can't do it. He probably wants Rick to climb a lot of ladders and what? that probably isn't gonna <laughs>
2: happen. I don't know. Well you can navigate <laughs> a ladder with one hand. I'm sure you can How do you carry up a paintbrush if you don't uh, you know Te- hold it in one hand? In your mouth. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but where do you carry
1: the
0: paint can? That's the question. Sign language.
1: No, he won't. Maybe he, Rick was
0: going to learn sign language, but now he can't.
1: Well, you need to be quiet in this zombie apocalypse. Sign language would work.
0: Yeah, it would. So, but how do you do? How do you do sign language with only one hand? You right.
2: can. If there's a mil, the military uh, sign language is all one handed.
0: All that, like, watch me watch,
2: or going eyes in, on me. Cover two over there. Uh, you know, ceasefire, that kind of stuff. It's all one handed because it, you know the and, idea and is the other hand assault. Yeah, plus <laughs> the. I don't even know how to sign that, but uh, you know everything tactical. So every, everything tactical is one handed because the other hand presumably is holding uh, some kind of firearm. Right. Well, that makes sense.
3: Yeah.
1: And and you need those skills too. <laughs> right. Tactical sign language skills. Right. Uh, finally, Mazara, kind of expanding on what Kirkman just said, had this to say. I won't say anything's off limits. I'm not interested in wrapping up the Governor, Michonne, or the prison storyline anytime soon. We are getting to the heart of the matter, I think the core of Robert's comic book. We really have a lot of great material to explore. I hope to explore all of that for a long time. So it's going to be a while, according to him, before they wrap up any of these storylines. I think we're going to see, you know, the prison, Woodbury, Governor, all that kind of stuff. Um, go at least into season four and possibly mm-hmm. beyond. Yeah. And I don't see why they would do it any other way because, as he said, there is a ton of good story there. Oh, no kidding. Uh, all right. That interview was with tvguide.com. There'll be a link to it in the show notes when this gets posted later tonight. If you want to read the rest, it's an interesting interview, so I recommend you do so. Alrighty, righty. A few things about season three now. There are new photos from season three released. They are pretty much, I guess, of the group. It looks like clearing zombies from the prison yard once they get there. Right. Now, there's three photos released. Uh, I don't know if you guys have checked these out yet or not. I have. But, I have. Okay, cool. So there's there's a couple where the, there's uh, most of our, our group just sort of standing around back to back, holding their weapons up, looking, I don't know, out into the world. It's the Charlie's Angels pose.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, kind of. They're ready to they're ready to strike, yeah. right? Yeah. They to me those ones looked really really staged. Yeah. Like I don't yeah. know if this is a scene an actual scene from the show at some point, but it really looks like they staged this to just sort of look badass. I mean, in the one of
2: them T-Dog is looking down at the ground. I don't know what he's looking at. He's looking at his foot. <clears throat> Making sure it's still there? Well, he's just, he's, I don't know, he's got a, some kind of spike, and I think he wants to spike it into the ground, but not hit his foot.
1: It looks like a fireplace It's a fire poker, poker yeah. yeah. Um, so these, you know, these two staged-looking photos didn't do a lot for me. They just sort of, I don't know, they, what did they show us, really? Just people standing around, ready to, ready to react, I suppose. The other one... Where Maggie is flying through the air, about to oh, hack somebody off. It is good. That is pretty cool because that looks now, like she's actually doing something.
0: Maggie isn't really like that in the book, so it's really neat to see that that sort of her sort of kickassery. Yeah,
1: that's true. She looks like she's about to really kick some ass and mm-hmm. slice somebody right in half. So
0: yeah, I mean, I know she holds her own in the in the books, but you never see her that savage. No, not at all.
1: In the books, she's definitely a little bit in the background and sort of stays out of harm's way as much as she can Mm -hmm. Um, she lets other people protect her but it looks like they're going the opposite direction in the tv show yep and uh, she's going to be right in there slicing up zombies to clear out that prison once they get there she looks very angry (laughs) all right all right all right very angry so those are cool pictures again i will post links to those once we get this posted later tonight if you want to if you haven't already checked them out Uh, Okay, briefly, it was season three preview weekend this past Saturday and Sunday. I don't know how much of it you guys watched, if any. I
2: I don't have cable anymore. Yeah,
1: so uh, I did. I I watched the new episode of Talking Dead on Sunday night, AMC's Talking Dead, as well as most of the black and white pilot episode. Right. I didn't learn very much from Talking Dead, but here is what I did learn first of all there was they showed a new scene from season 3 that involved Michonne and I'll briefly describe it you it starts you see have a close-up shot of a zombie in a store somewhere and you see a figure come in the front door and kind of run behind him um, off out of off-camera and you can see her holding a sword right which is cool um, and then basically, she it's just a lot of quick shots of her slicing up the zombies in this, uh, in this store to clear it out, because I think she's looking for something. So we get some katana action. She cuts their heads off. She slices them in half. They all go down. There's three or four zombies in there. And really, it didn't show us anything, but it actually was pretty cool. Cool. I thought it was pretty neat. Um, and then she reaches down to pick up some aspirin. Always handy? Yeah, always handy. So... That was that. Didn't show us much, but it was cool to see Michonne in action. That's the first glimpse of that we've had, really. Yep. Uh, um, Mazara also was talking about the governor, and he said, The governor is a guy who thinks the zombie apocalypse is all about him. It's his opportunity to keep humanity going, and he'll go down... So he'll go down in history. He sees himself as the Messiah. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Is this something you guys have thought about the governor before because this is sort of new to me I don't see him as being a guy who wants to you know be remembered as the guy who kept civilization together in the face of this apocalypse I think he's more the guy who's like what can I get out of this and what can how can I derive power from this no I don't think he's interested in his legacy
0: I think I can totally see that uh, see that side of him based on what I've read of him Mm-hmm. that makes sense um but i mean that's i don't know it's kind of open for interpretation and i think just the show is going to go a little bit steered more a little bit more in that direction
1: yeah i guess the show is going to go more more you know with messiah governor i just don't see that in the past i've read everything right and i don't see that um, sort of in the past material, but that's okay. I mean, they're they're mixing it up a little bit.
2: I don't. I don't see it uh, like I agree with you in that. Uh, I don't really see him as you know wanting this legacy of you know I saved humanity from this uh, this you know, apocalypse thing. I just think that uh, you know every, he, he's taken advantage of the situation and uh, took a you know grabbed power and likes it and wants to keep it. Yeah. And just because he was capable for the greater of doing good, that. of course. Well, yeah. Well, there's always you know that uh, for the greater good. Every uh, you know dictator has you know said the, for the greater good for everything they've done mm. in life, and uh, a lot of times it's just for personal power. Well, that's that's what the
1: governor strikes me as a guy who just wants to gain that power and I guess keep it. I don't know that he really looks down the road in the future very far. Right. You know, I think he's just there because he's come into power and he's he's in charge of all these people and he likes it. But maybe a little bit different uh, direction in the show. We'll see. It'll be very cool to find out. Mazzara um, also talked about the silencer, or maybe it was Kirkman, the silencer on uh, Rick's gun in that first promo shot they released for season three. It's actually a flashlight, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was funny. Uh, and then they did a brief uh, sort of interview slash walkthrough with Steven Yun of the prison set. So they built this entire prison on a studio in Atlanta, inside and outside. They constructed this whole thing cool, and it really looks fantastic. Like there, it looks like a great amount of detail went into this thing. Um, just, you know, super detail everywhere, nastiness everywhere, blood stains all over the place, Eesh. lots of different rooms, lots of different areas for them to go in and explore. Um, I was really, really impressed by what we got to see of the prison set. Right, It was very, very cool. So if they post that, I don't know if they're going to be posting this stuff online, but I highly recommend seeking it out and watching it if they do, because it's, it's a pretty cool thing. And it's not spoiler heavy or anything like that. It's really just like, here's some inside sets, here's some outside, you know, this is... This is what it looks like. It's pretty cool. Um, One more thing. Drew Carey was the guest on Talking Dead. Right. Don't know what he has to do with anything other than being a fan. And he was kind of annoying. He sort of kept going on about how realistic the show is in terms of the decisions people make. Right. He's the host
2: of The Prices right now, right? Yes, he is. Okay. So is that uh, his expertise on people's decisions? <laughs> or zombies, maybe. <laughs> well, you know, people make decisions all the time on Price is Right. Do you think he's using that as a baseline for, you know, how humanity would react to a uh, zombie apocalypse? Well, they're not playing zombie Plinko here, but I don't know. He <laughs> jumped right on my favorite game. My whole, my absolute favorite game in uh, Price is Right. Plinko?
1: Plinko. Well, it, it does look like the one that's kind of the most fun because it's, it's not just guessing prices. It's... Uh, it's like, here, you drop this thing in, in this other thing and see what happens.
0: It's That's totally right. random. Well, yeah. <laughs> I guess after hosting a show like that, you you get to learn people's little something about human nature and the way they react to things that are like how greedy they can be, how, uh, how much of a, a risk taker they are. That's a good point. And what they do when they win a free car. And,
2: you know, the whole time that they're on stage, they're under pressure, too. Right? Uh-huh. You know, yep. It's not easy for people just to get up on stage on national television and make financial decisions. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and I guess it's the same. You're under pressure when zombies are approaching. That's true. You know how
0: they react to how they win, how they lose. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I was making that point as a joke, but it might be valid. <laughs> Semi-valid. <laughs> <laughs> I think there should be some university student out there that that does a whole paper on the prices right and how it relates to people surviving the zombie apocalypse. I think that'd be a lot of fun. That's right.
1: Go. Uh, yeah. If uh, if Bob Barker was still hosting, it would be a lot closer to a zombie apocalypse too. Is he dead now? No, he just uh, he just crusades for animals now. Oh you're right. Yeah. He came to Toronto and mostly tried out of the to Toronto get, Zoo, Try to yeah. get rid of the the elephants. He did successfully. They're moving them out later this awesome,
2: year. Awesome! Awesome! Awesome!
1: Okay, we got uh more news than I thought here. So next one, Lenny James talks about returning to the show. Lenny James. I love Lenny James. More I, Lenny James. Oh, oh yeah. More Lenny James, absolutely. He he was in Hung. Did you watch Hung, Dave? The HBO yes. show? Yes, I did. Yeah, I love that show. I and only watched yeah. the first season. Yeah, you should watch the rest of it. It's kind of un, ends unceremoniously because it got canceled, but it oh. has it has an ending-ish and yeah. uh Lenny James is fantastic in it. He said There have been a few back-and-forth conversations, and they check up on me every now and then. There's a possibility I might go back. It just depends on timing-wise if I'm free. At least one of the times they contacted me about it, I was busy doing something else, which I think was actually Line of Duty. I guess that's another show. Um, But it's funny to think that they want him back. It just has all to do with his schedule. (laughs) Right. Well, yeah, it
2: would. He's a professional actor.
1: I guess so, yeah. But... I don't know. Hopefully that means that he actually will indeed be back and uh sooner rather than later cuz you know him and his son Morgan and Dwayne are two of my favorite characters from the TV show and from the comic. I'm I've always loved both of them. Why is that? I don't know what it is. I just think I think it 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 kind of happened for me even after the TV show because I thought they were so good in the pilot episode I -hmm. sort of thought back to the comic and was like yeah you know what they were really interesting characters clearly they're in the comic a lot more Mm -hmm. um but it's I don't know they're sort of sort of the characters I've I've always wanted to see more from or or they've sort of held back a little bit and not really given us the full story on them so I would like to see more of them in the show
2: well I'm going to check out this line of duty show Okay. It's a British police drama. Well, there you go. He's, so right up my alley. He's British, so... Uh,
1: That's awesome. Yeah, I'm totally checking this show out. Makes man. sense. Okay, San Diego Comic-Con is next weekend, and I'm going to give you a quick rundown of all the Walking Dead-related events at it. Um, you guys, stop me anywhere if you want to say something. Otherwise, I'm just going to run through these. <laughs> sure. On your market, set, go. All right. Thursday, July the 12th, from 345 to 445 in room 6A... The Walking Dead comic book panel will take place, which will feature Robert Kirkman and Charlie Adlard, the artist. Cool. Cryptozoic Entertainment will have a retail store at the con, and they're the company that sells the board game and trading cards. That will be at 411 Market Street, and Robert Kirkman and Stephen Yoon will be there at some point. I don't know the schedule on their, their appearance. Cool. Friday, July 13th, <clears throat> from 125 to 225 in Hall H, which is the big main theater at San Diego, there will be the Walking Dead TV show panel featuring Robert Kirkman, Andrew Lincoln, Sarah Wayne Callies, Norman Reedus, Laurie Holden, Stephen Yun, Lauren Cohan, Denai Guerrera, and David Morrissey. That is, of course, this will be the first um, public appearance of Denai Guerrero and David Morrissey as it relates to The Walking Dead, so that should be really exciting. They'll also be showing a sneak preview of season three, which will be cool, so hopefully we can get our eyeballs on that at some point. Friday, July the 13th, uh, later in the day at 4.15 to 5.15 in Ballroom 20, there will be a women in pop culture panel featuring Sarah Wayne Callies and a number of other people who I didn't write down, but um, the actress who plays Pam on True Blood will be part of that too, if that's your thing. I love her. I do too. <laughs> she's been a great part of this season of True Blood. You got it admit, that. Yes. Well, she's admit. really stepped up
0: to the plate and I, I've always sort of enjoyed her character. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. But this season in particular, she's one of the few shining moments in that season. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. She well, I I like the season more than you, but she has been a standout and pivotal in the first episode, which I won't spoil. Um, all right, so those are all the panels, exclusives, Walking Dead exclusives available at the con will be, of course, a special retailer exclusive of Walking Dead number one hundred, which were which were two days away from release. You guys, just in wow. case you forgot, I'm very excited. Forget, yeah. <laughs> Uh, there will be Minimates, a Rick and Zombie 2 pack. Dave, do you know what Minimates are? Uh... <laughs> no, I don't, I don't either. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Is that like on. a Mighty Mini Might?
0: <laughs> Minimates?
1: Yeah, Minimates.
0: I may know what they are.
1: Okay, well I'm going to keep going with my list here while you think about
0: it. Minimates.com. Oh, look at that. They. Oh, okay, yes, I do know what they are. So there, are they little action figures? Yeah, they're just little acrylic figures. or. Okay. They have stylized to be very sort of blocky.
1: I remember reporting on upcoming Walking Dead Minimates like a long time ago on this podcast, but then never really found them. So uh, apparently we're getting a Rick and Zombie 2-pack. Cool. We will also have the Michonne Bloody Poncho variant action figure from McFarlane Toys. That would be cool to have. The Walking Dead number 100 Van and Watch, also I think available at the Image booth. And of course the... Number one awesome thing I would like to own myself, the Walking Dead hardcover compendium with gold trim. Good Lord. Good luck oh, on sexy. that. The first 48 issues, all in one big hardcover, hardcover volume. Oh, does it ever look <laughs> good? All in one big what? Dave, just let it slide. <laughs> just let it go. Hardcover. I
0: can't. <laughs> I must resist Satan.
1: All right. So that is San Diego Comic-Con. And next week on this show, we will hopefully run down how all this stuff went and cool. deliver all the information.
0: I have a question for you. Does it involve the hard comer? No. Oh, okay. Um, so with the release of uh, The Walking Dead 100, you, you said you're, you've ordered uh, your sets? I yep. have ordered two complete sets of the retail covers. There's ten of them, I think. Now, will you be heading down to Stadium Comics on Wednesday to pick them up, or are you picking them up on... Like just sort of on the weekend or something. Uh, are you going day and date to get them? Um, I was going to call them to find out if they will have them like
1: all ready for people on Wednesday, but I was yep. thinking I'd, I'd likely go down on the weekend anyways. Yeah. yeah. I, um, I don't well know. Well, if you pre-ordered them, Wednesday.
0: I'm sure they'd keep them for you. So. Well,
1: yeah, exactly. They have to, I've paid for them. So that's it.
2: Mine are being shipped.
1: Yeah. I had them shipped. In six months from now.
2: <laughs> well, whatever. And you know, wh- you know, whatever.
1: <laughs> if I don't go to pick them up on Wednesday, which is a good, you know, likely that I won't, I will buy it on the iPad and read it there anyways, because well, I
2: can't wait. I'm going to buy it on the iPad and read it there anyway. So this is just kind of like, I'm going to, I'm, I am want to have these things. Dave, are you going to buy it on the iPad and read it there anyway?
0: I am not going to buy it on the iPad, but I'll read it there anyway. Okay, very good. <laughs> uh, yes. I'll buy it on somebody else's iPad.
1: Let's talk very briefly about the additional five uh, covers, exclusive covers that are out there. So there are 10 that are going to gonna be in stores, and there are at least five more. Um, let's see. One is the uh, retailer exclusive at Walk- at Comic-Con. God, if I could speak. Another one is the exclusive that you get for running The Walking Dead Escape, that yep. uh, obstacle course thing. Right. Yeah. Do we know what the other three are? <laughs> I can't even think of them now. One is a Comixology
0: exclusive. Oh, really? But that Comixology, the app? It's a digital exclusive? Uh, I believe you can actually order a or. Cover- hard copies from comicsology i could be wrong
1: okay all right i'm not
0: sure about that so that's one more so there's still two others out there i think yep. one is probably like the chromium version of another color or something yeah okay cover
1: right yeah. um well okay i it's it, i think it will be challenging for any collectors to get all uh all 15 of these well, because
0: i read the that the, very, the Comixology the comicsology variant is already selling at $500 US. There you go. You got to wow. be pretty serious if you want that. You know, I
1: was reading the other day that Image <clears> is putting out a box set of all the number 100 variants that you can buy. I think it's 250 bucks, Ooh. but it includes yep. everything in a nice, fancy collector box case. Jason, it's right up your alley, man.
2: Really? Yeah. I'm not sure it is.
1: <laughs> you like cases for everything. I do like cases and, and for everything you do. And, and boxes
2: and various such things. But $250, I don't like.
1: Well, that's the problem right there. Oh. But, you know, I, uh, if, I, if I was unbelievably wealthy and it was not a matter of money, I'd be buying two of them. There's only 100 of those being made, by the way, too. So they're very exclusive. Wow. Uh, next week on the program, we are going to record next Monday, just one week from now. It's the first That's time this exciting. summer we're going to record back-to-back shows. Next week, we'll try to cover all of the happenings at San Diego Comic-Con as much as we can, not actually being at the convention. Right. Finally, in the news this week, The Walking Dead, colon, the magazine is coming out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the Walking Dead, colon. <laughs>
1: the, ooh, you don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> Titan Magazines has struck a deal with Skybound and AMC to develop and release The Walking Dead, colon, the official magazine. Released quarterly, it will be 100 pages in length containing news, interviews, behind-the-scenes features, and more. Kirkman had this to say, The magazine will be your one-stop destination for all the news pertaining to the comic, TV show, video game, toys, games, and whatever else exists in the ever-expanding Walking Dead universe. If it's happening, you'll find out all about it right here. And it will be released in the US and I assume Canada on October 23rd, the UK on November 8th, Australia and New Zealand on December 16th, uh, December 18. And there is already a Twitter account at Walking Dead Mag that you can follow for all the information. Cool. So one more thing in the Walking Dead universe to buy, read and collect, I guess. I guess so. Now, this leads me to my sort of next topic for the program here, and I just want to quickly get everyone's thoughts on this. It struck me when putting the news together for this show that The Walking Dead has expanded from a comic book to almost every other medium you can think of in, say, the last two years. Oh, no kidding. We've gone from comic to TV show, of course, to video game to another video game Facebook social video game, novels, companion books like The Walking Dead... Um, Rise of the Governor. Uh, well, yeah, the novels, but also that uh, Walking Dead book that was about the TV show from last year. I forget what it was called. Um, yes. I, I don't know. It's I, on, I have that. It's on my shelf up there. Uh, the magazine, action figures, trading cards, yep. everything you can imagine. No and, movie. Uh, no, but... Is there a cake? Don't don't yeah, there's cakes. I've seen we there was a cake, a walking dead cake in the news just a couple right, of weeks good. ago. You know you've didn't, made didn't it. Didn't they you have get,
0: one when they launched the show?
2: It could oh, be Oh probably, yeah. You know you've made it when you uh, have a walking dead cake. Yep.
1: There is a cake. Podcasts. There's podcasts. There's everything. And it's all happened in a relatively short time frame. Two years is not all that long a time. Nope. I don't think. And putting this together, I started to think, my God, they're expanding everywhere they can like nothing is off limits and and part of me says well why not i mean get it out there kirkman needs to make a living everyone wants to make money you know, yeah. well, how I'm can he? Hold-
0: He's not just making a living at this point. <laughs> no, it's beyond not,
1: that. Not from this. No, that's true. But, but you know, why do I hold it against him that he doesn't want to just you know license his creation to everywhere he can? But why on the not? other hand, I feel like it's just being too diluted and saturated into this market, and The Walking Dead is everywhere, and it's at risk of losing its specialness or something like that a little bit. Do you guys feel that way?
0: I think The Walking Dead is the Samuel Jackson of something (laughs) Samuel L. Jackson he's just in everything just in everything wherever you look there he is same with Walking Dead
2: when we get it's fine when we get beyond Walking Dead Lego then maybe it's gone too far okay so Lego is the limit well yeah because look at Star Wars right like look at how much uh, Star Wars has integrated into every medium known to man right and they've you know they've got Lego so why not? <laughs> well, they won't make Walking Dead Lego. I know that. It just doesn't make any sense. Well, well, they do no, have zombies, they have, but they wouldn't make, uh, you know, something this gritty into Lego. Like they have the Monster Hunter line.
1: Now. I bet you they would. If I bet you Kirkman's a big fan of Lego. Like he loves anything. I forgot to mention the Hyundai cars that they're making now too. I mean, for Christ's sake, they're expanding into zombie cars. I watched the video of the, the build of the actual car. Cool. And the guy creating it and adding the a cow catcher or whatever you call it on the front and all the bars on the windows and so on. And it was interesting, but I'm like, what's the point of this? Especially, Do you, do you think
0: it's almost as bad as uh, in Heroes when, uh, when Hero insisted that it be a blue Nissan Versa? I don't remember that. I don't know what you're talking about. You don't remember the show Heroes? <laughs> well, I yeah. remember the show, but well, I don't know <laughs> what you're you talking about. don't remember about. Hero Nakamura insisting that they have to drive somewhere in a blue Nissan Versa. Oh, it has I to see. be a blue Nissan Versa.
2: Well, that was a time travel thing, right? Because in order to to, to match the timelines of whatever he had needed to be in the right car. I mean, that was the premise, but okay. the, you know, the, sure. the actual.
0: <laughs> I can buy into that. I'm okay with that. You so, know? who would win in a race, Hero in a blue Nissan Versa
1: or Shane in a Hyundai? <laughs> well, Shane would be shooting Hero's tires out, so probably <laughs> Shane.
2: <laughs> well, Hero is time traveler, isn't he? Yeah, True. it's kind of th- hard to beat that. <laughs> But, but the, the blue Nissan
1: Versa wasn't an actual time machine.
2: No, but in order no, to Hero maintain... Hero was the time the, machine. Yeah, in order to oh, maintain yeah. the timeline, <laughs> he needed to be in the uh, the appropriate car. Nissan Versa! Right. <laughs> uh, okay.
1: But the, see, that doesn't bother me. I don't know why. That That's okay. Why does, how does that not bother you? Because having... Because they integrated product placement into the plot of the show. We have to keep the timelines the same. We need the same car. Right. It we, kind of makes sense. We can't go
0: anywhere until I drink this Pepsi.
2: <laughs> well,
1: whatever. I mean, it's it, okay, it okay. bothers me a little bit, but I think it's at least clever product placement.
2: Like uh, 30 Rock and
1: Snapple. Are you, are you calling that clever? I'm calling it more clever than just having a car for no reason in the zombie apocalypse that's always beautiful and clean and, you know... Like where did the car come from? They just found it somewhere?
2: Yeah, they found it on the highway.
1: Yeah, but I think I think at least they explained the existence of this product placement in Heroes. I I'm okay with that. Anyways, we're not talking about product placement. We're talking (laughs) about whether the Walking Dead has saturated itself to a point and watered itself down to a point. Well, kind of. I mean but but uh, product placement is just only one part of this. I think The Walking Dead has watered itself down too much
2: into too many mediums. I think we're on a cusp, and I think we're in danger of that happening, but I don't th- quite think it's happened yet. Not even with, and even with two video games like kind of running at the same time? Oh, there's all kinds of things that have multiple videos. Star Wars has lots of video games all happening at the same
0: time.
1: Yeah, I know. Star Wars is another example that has done this, obviously to the
2: extreme,
1: and Star Wars doesn't really do it for me anymore, and this is probably one of the reasons. No.
0: Mm.
2: I think we're in danger, and I think that if... Uh, yeah, we, I I think it will go over the line. Mm-hmm. Like, don't don't doubt me. I think that it will go over the line. I just
1: don't think we're there yet. I think it's certainly on that path, and there doesn't appear to be any slowing down, you know, foot off the
0: I th- pedal I here. think at the end of the day, uh, you know, when it's run finishes, there will be the fans who will always be the fans. And you'll have people sort of picking up and dropping off as, as time goes. And if it gets too saturated, then yeah, a bunch of people may just say, you know what, I'm tired of this. But then there's always going to be people who will always love it. That's and- true.
1: Well, to be fair, I'm probably one of those people that's always going to love this. And the other thing is your average consumer might not really notice this kind of over domination mm-hmm. of the market because they mm-hmm. don't read it and think about it constantly like I do <laughs> you know and that is definitely a difference but I don't know we'll have to see just regarding the Lego regarding the Lego I could see Walking Dead Lego coming you know sooner I, I sooner
2: rather than later I don't know
0: I, I disagree I disagree as well like they I have, agree with your disagreeing they
2: they have <laughs> this zombie or not zombie but they have this monster hunter hunter line that just came out oh yeah that's awesome and okay. there are zombies But it's cute, right? Right. Because, you know, they have uh, things like the Munster. It looks like the Munster house. And they have things like, uh, you know, the, uh, you know, a hearse kind of thing. But it's all kind of uh, cutesy kind of thing. I don't think that anything this gritty and real will ever get turned into uh, a Lego. I'm not
1: convinced that Kirkman worries about the gritty realism of The Walking Dead anymore. I think he would be happy to do Lego that's a little bit more friendly. Because how, I mean, what can you really do in Lego that's going to be that, that uh, you know,
2: realistic and gritty? Lego Lego men aren't really that realistic. No, but they're going to have to have zombies that'll have, uh, you know, blood and guts and stuff. And are they going to make a Lego bicycle girl? <laughs>
3: that's a good idea, actually. <laughs> that is a good idea. You can kind of do that anyways. As a mod, yeah. You take right. the legs off. <laughs> there you go. Put a
2: bicycle beside her. <laughs> are there Lego bicycles? Yeah, there are. See? Yes, there <laughs> are. There you go. Done and done. All
1: right. Well, if you have any thoughts on this, I would love to hear from our listeners on what they think, whether The Walking Dead has become too saturated in the market and they're just going for everything. Uh, let us know what your thoughts. S- call our voicemail line one eight six six four eight three nine six six two, 483 9662 or send an email to talkingdeadpodcast at gmail.com. I think it's an interesting uh, conversation to mm-hmm. have. All right, we are going to take a quick break to thank one of our sponsors. When we come back, we're going to review episode two of Telltale's game, The Walking Dead. Stay tuned for that. We'll be right back. listeners of the Talking Dead, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Jason, I would like you to recommend a book for our fine listeners this week. What have you got?
2: Sure, I'm going to rec- recommend a book I just finished like mere 3 or 4 days ago another tom clancy book because i'm on the, the jack ryan series you're right? all I'm, about the tom clancy well i like days. to i like series <laughs> i like long-running stories which is why i like the Walking dead is that it's a very long-running stories the comic book is very long the tv shows are all good so uh you know book series i like book series rather than one-off so I, you know, i've been listening to the jack ryan series so the latest one i've listened to is dead or alive by tom tom clancy and uh grant blackwood and guess who this one's narrated by Steve Martin no. Lou Diamond Phillips Lou I was Di- going to say Lou Diamond Phillips <laughs> Lou Diamond Phillips and he actually does a pretty good job Dave you would have been right on that's yeah, you're awesome. right on the money there so he actually does a pretty actually, good job I was going to say La Bamba. close <laughs> yeah, enough La Bamba did it that's right <laughs> <laughs> so I was surprised I didn't know that when I uh, when I purchased the audiobook and I started listening to it I'm like oh I recognize that read to you by Lou Diamond Phillips oh that's it it was pretty good I don't know that he's acting
1: all that much these days so I guess he's reading audiobooks. books he's a, doing medium. a lot of acting <clears throat> is he? really? Yeah.
2: Well, let's IMDb that sucker and it's see what he's man. doing. <laughs> uh, anyway, Dead or Alive by Tom Clancy and Grant Blackwood comes in at 20 hours, 39 minutes. Cool. If you want to get
1: Dead or Alive or any one of the other 100,000 titles that Audible has on offer, head over to audibletrial.com slash talkingdead. Once again, that is audibletrial.com slash talkingdead for your free audio book.
0: <laughs> See, that's work. That is acting. I His can't greatest role that. of all time, though, I think was probably in The Big Hit. The Big Hit? I don't know With Mark that. Wahlberg. Wait a minute. Lou Diamond Dude. Phillips
1: was in Young Guns, right? Yep. yep. Young yeah. Guns is an awesome movie. And La
2: Bamba. It is. Courage
0: Under Fire. <laughs> the Big Hit. And he yeah. was also in uh, a movie called The Power, in which he was a cop on the trail of a supernatural killer. I remember that. That was awesome. <clears throat> Sounds good to me. He was in Chuck. It was not. Episode What's of Chuck.
2: That? He was in an episode of Chuck. Was he? Yeah. Uh, was it uh, Chuck versus the Cat
0: Squad? Have you guys not seen the big hit? No. No. You need to see the big hit.
2: All
1: right. We'll watch the big hit when we do our Lou Diamond Phillips actor spotlight. They
0: should put him in The <laughs> Walking
2: Dead. <laughs> I think Lou Diamond Phillips would be an awesome addition to the cast. There are
0: very few Latinos on the show. Uh, That's true. There was they a got whole, rid of them.
1: Yeah, they got rid of him. So bring back Lou Diamond Phillips, or bring him to the show, I mean. All right. Uh, What are we doing now? Oh, yes. The Walking Dead Episode 2 Telltale Game review. Let's start here with an email we got from Mike in North Carolina. He says, just got done with Episode 2 in the game. Uh, I got to say, wow, I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. I feel just as invested in these characters as in the show or comic. The dairy farm was crazy, and I still can't believe what they did to Mark kenny is starting to feel like shane to me and they got over being uh and he and he got over being shot in the stomach a little too quickly anyways can't wait for episode three dave jason we've all played the game what do you guys do you agree with what mike from north carolina here has to say or uh do you have different thoughts on this dave go i have different thoughts on this all right what did you think of the game
0: i like kenny i stick with kenny i was side with kenny He's my boy. Yeah, I do too, actually, in my main game. I like the Kenny. Yeah. I sympathize with uh, with the other, um, his, uh, his uh, counterpart, I guess you could call her. I empathize with her, but at the same time, uh, just... And the thing is, I think part of it comes from being a dad as well, is that affects my choices in the game. Mm-hmm. So my choice will always be to protect the kids, no matter what. Naturally. Um But the farm was fantastic. It it was a ton of fun. I really enjoyed that. And I'm actually playing through a second time, making different choices to see how it plays out. So,
1: I've myself done two complete playthroughs. I've got basically two games going here. Game A, where I play it how I want to play it and make the decisions that I think are best and what I want to do and how they, you know, and try to help the group. And game B, where I kind of do the opposite and I'm kind of a dick to everybody (laughs) And, uh, and I, that's uh, right. Dick mode. And I'm not afraid to, to kill people and things like that. I'm, I don't worry too much about it. Um, I said we'd all played it, but Jason, I didn't confirm that. Did you
2: get through it? I finished the game. Hooray! I played the whole thing.
1: (laughs) Good for you, sir. Uh, Let's get your thoughts on it. What did you think of this, and was it better or worse than episode
2: number one? I I did like it, but I didn't like it as much as episode one, and there were actual parts in this this episode that I got a little bit bored. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't understand exactly why. I got bored, with just like, oh, I got to look around again, I got to find the thing to plug it into the other thing to make the thing do what I want it to do so that I can do this other thing, you know, and it it sort of happened at the end of episode one when I had to figure out a way to open up the gate in order to, you know, get the brick to throw it through the window, right? Right. So that that happened, and uh, so in episode two, I had to do the same thing to try and figure out how to shut, to get the guy out of the barn, I'm going to... We're good with spoilers? Yeah, let's let's spoil it. I mean, it's not... Spoil on three, (coughs) two, one. Uh, People die. (laughs) There you go. There's there's an electric fence. (laughs) Yes, there is. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I got a little bit bored in places. I thought it was just a little bit slow, and I knew uh, what was going to happen because, you know, I I figured out that they were cannibals, like, early on. Well, I had exactly the same experience. Now, I liked
1: episode two better than the first one. I Mm -hmm. think, um, you know, maybe not a lot, but at least a little bit. And I think that I don't know what it was, but I felt one of my problems with the first uh, chapter is that I didn't feel like the decisions made that much of a difference and that there weren't a lot of stakes behind your decision-making. Like it didn't matter one way or the other what you did. And I felt like that was remedied to a certain extent in episode number two. The decisions you were making did have a little bit more weight behind them. And I just, it could have just been me the way I felt, um, but I, I I got a bigger impression of stakes here, which I thought was a good thing. Um, but the storyline to me was obvious almost from the moment I got to that dairy farm.
2: Yeah, they got food and
1: there's nobody around. Exactly. I wonder what the food, where the food came from. They've got you know it. it they got one cow. They, I mean, they're not living off milk and cheese exclusively. You know, and and tree bark or something. They're eating <laughs> people. That's clearly what they're doing. Right. And I don't know that anyone would have not seen this coming but maybe I, I, maybe that's true I didn't true. see it coming you didn't see it coming eh no wow it was the other thing too is that this is not the first time we've seen cannibals in The Walking Dead no no right and a part of me thought can't you do something new can't you come up with something different here and I was a little bit disappointed that they actually didn't now that being said I like I said I it, I liked it better than the first one um, something about The gameplay here was, even though it was the same, I was just a little bit more into it. There was a couple of extra set pieces, like when you're outside the fence and you're getting shot at by arrows, and you had to get back in, right, um, and things like that. So, on the whole, I think it was a little bit better. Um, But in general, I think they're both pretty good,
2: you know, and entertaining storytelling video games. So I I do want to say that the uh, I think the voice acting is really well done. Mm -hmm. I think the the style of the animation is really well done. I really like, uh, I really enjoy the story, right? Mm-hmm. But the, I think the gameplay and the depth of what you need to do is a little lighter than I like. Like, I've played a lot of uh, the Sierra games back in the 80s that were like Police Quest, Space Quest, King's Quest, uh, Leisure Suit Larry. They all had more depth than this this game. Right, as far as figuring out puzzles or having to collect things and, and put A plus B in in order to get objective C kind of thing, absolutely, I
1: agree with that. For an adult game, which it, this is clearly an adult game, right? Um, there, there's um, uh, the puzzles are too
2: simplistic. Right. Right. I I see where you're coming from there. Yeah. So you know, you walk up to the generator and it's like, hmm. I got to push this button that says
1: off. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Click. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's nothing too complicated here. Yeah. You o- you open up the uh, the first aid kit in episode 1, you open up the first aid kit after you do the you know put the bandaid on uh, what's her Eyebrows. You uh, you open up the first aid kit it's like, "Hmm, luckily I don't need anything in here." <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> Good. I'll
1: move on. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so uh all right, let's let's find out what we did. So, did you guys try to, when Larry is having a heart attack, yep. did you guys try to save him or kill him? Kill him. Save him. I tried to save him uh, in the first, uh, sorry, I killed him in my main game and saved him in my secondary game. Really? Yeah. At the beginning, with the guy stuck in the bear trap, Jason, how did
2: you, what did you try to do? Oh, I chopped his leg right off.
1: Right off. Right out. Dave? Kill him. Chopped the leg off?
0: No, I killed him.
2: You can do that?
1: I didn't think that was an option. You had to try and save him. It was with prying the thing open, or cutting the chain, or breaking it with a rock, or chopping his leg off.
0: Yeah, none of, none of it worked, so I ended up killing him. No. Uh, yes.
1: Yeah, okay. I But I let him die. Is that what you mean? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> In my main game, because <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to chop his leg off, but then that's the only way to save him. It doesn't work. Which ultimately doesn't work anyway, yeah. yeah. Um... What other main big decisions in this one were there? Did you guys fix the swing? Yep. Yep. You don't have to, but guess Wait, what? No, I didn't fix the swing. Yeah, guess what? The swing gets fixed anyway by the other guy. It's one that's of right, those things does. where it doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, no, I didn't fix But uh, that's that's the impression I get with the entire game, though. Yeah, yeah. Not, oh, absolutely. I, I like the game. I just don't love it. A little now, bit the too... The thing is, I bought the, I bought the entire season, so I kind of have to play it. You're but... playing
1: it on the PlayStation, eh? Yeah. Yeah, you can't buy the whole thing at once no, on the you Xbox. Can't. So we're going uh-huh. one, one, Yeah, we're going one at a time here. Yeah, y- y- you're right. These decisions. Well, I thought they were a little bit more weighty in this version. There is not a great deal of of um, variance based on what you
2: what you decide. Yeah, and that's sort of too bad. But. I, it probably has to do with budget, right? Like mm-hmm. in order to you know get the voice actors. You have to have the same voice actors for the run of the show, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, mm-hmm. in order, to, you know, if you had a huge decision tree, which, you know, alive people depended on uh, what decisions you made, you'd have to hire all these voice actors and maybe they would never, they wouldn't get a lot of work.
0: No, you just hire the same voice actors, but get them to do different voices. Hire Lou Diamond Phillips because uh, he can do voices pretty good, I think. He is a great voice actor. Yeah, he really
2: is. He's, He's probably too he expensive.
0: He was amazing in cars. Was he in
2: cars? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. He, he, might played, have been. he played all the characters in Cars. Wow! <laughs> not only does he does he do voices,
1: he
0: but played, he does uh, impressions. He played Owen Wilson. That's right.
1: <laughs> Lou Diamond Phillips as Owen Wilson. <laughs> That's yep. right. Voicing the car. Ciao. <laughs> Did you guys manage to stop Penny from? No, not Penny. Uh, what's her name? Steve. The little girl. Come on. Can't believe I Clementine. forgot her name. Clementine. Clementine. Did you guys manage to stop Clementine from eating the human meat? No, no, I
0: decided to wait until she ate it and see what happened. Just let her eat it, eh? Yeah. <laughs> the I, I said, you go ahead and eat that. It's good for you.
1: You gotta be, I'd got to be I managed to vitamins in it. I did not stop her on my main game cuz I just wasn't fast enough or I chose the wrong phrase when you run into the dining room. Yeah. But in my second game I did manage to stop her. Um and, uh, yeah, again, really not a lot of difference other than she didn't eat the meat.
2: No, uh, she ate the meat, but I didn't, uh, I didn't think that I had a choice. I thought that she would eat the meat no matter what I did.
1: No, if you get there in time and you say, it, there's three options. At least one of them prevents her from eating it. So if you get the right spell, she doesn't eat the meat.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Lightning bolt. <laughs> <laughs> Magic
1: missile. Magic <laughs> missile. And then that scene when you run into the room and then sort of you know things start getting tense because you found out that they're eating uh mark's legs <laughs> right there's no way to not get knocked out and put in the freezer no in the room that's another problem you, there's no other outcome possible there no well, matter I,
2: what you do well that's a it's a set piece right you got to get in there and figure a way out oh my god I need a new coin of some kind
1: Oh, yeah, I can't unscrew
2: right. this with my hands. So, <laughs> or there's no like, yeah, piece of metal on the floor
1: or something that wouldn't yeah. work. He needs a coin.
0: I used Larry's teeth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: <I>. <laughs> and then one more thing: when you guys got out of that room and you were in the uh, the uh, slaughterhouse Abattoir. what weapon did you choose? There's a scythe, I think. Yep. A cattle prod. Yep. And I don't know a couple of. It others. was a hay hook. A hay a hook. Hay, hay hook. I use
0: the yeah, Bale of Hay.
1: I chose the scythe and then the cattle prod.
2: I chose the cattle prod.
1: Yeah. Again, I, really, also,
0: I also chose the cattle prod.
1: The the game uh, plays out the same way, but it's just interesting to, to you know, find out what weapon you chose. Yep. Did you guys kill both brothers or one or none of them? One. One of them? I only killed the second brother. You shot the second guy? Yep. I let them both live because I don't know. I'm a nice guy that way. But in my second game, I killed them both, and that was sort of fun.
2: Well, my decision, decisions that I make are kind of all over the map,
0: right?
1: Because
2: mm-hmm. I, I chose to let the first guy live just because it seemed like, you know, killing someone who's stuck in a trap didn't seem, you know, like a good idea for some reason. Uh, and then the second guy, I decided to shoot him because if I just left him here, he would end up trapping and killing other people. So, you know. I don't
0: think he was getting out of there.
2: Well, yeah, I figured that afterwards, but I didn't know that at the time. Hmm. I, it was before the zombies started overrunning the uh, uh, the farm, right? So I just thought, you know, if I leave him here, he's just going to free his brother and then they'll go back to business and uh, killing people and eating them for dinner, breakfast, and lunch and second breakfast and dinner <laughs> and, and midnight snack. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, you, you can't have that. All right, so, so bottom line, I, I, I mostly enjoy playing the game. It's not as deep as I would hope. But I do recommend it if you're a fan of The Walking Dead and uh, you're you're in and and you don't mind a sort of easy gameplay experience that doesn't really challenge you that much.
2: Right?
0: Yeah, it's 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 for the subject matter concerning the subject matter, it's a pretty light game.
1: Well, it's 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 gory and intense, but it is light. It has of, its moments. Yeah, I guess it has its moments. The rest of the time, you're walking around fixing swings. It's a very uh, what low... What does this
0: button that says off and on do? What does it do? <laughs> oh, my. First, I'm going to need the multi-tool
1: in that... Uh, <laughs> I uh, need some kind of tool. Toolbox I can't press there. this button until I do
0: up my shoelaces. <laughs>
2: Yeah, well, the thing is, the problem, I think, is that uh, when I was playing League of Suit Larry and King's Quest and Police Quest and Space Quest and all those fantastic games, those games were meant for computer nerds who like to play video games and to solve problems, mm-hmm. right? Nowadays, everybody and their brother and their half-sister has an Xbox, and this game, I think, is designed for uh, the people who watch the TV show and just want to watch a TV show, but in a different format, and, oh, I can make my own decisions. It's a choose-my-own-adventure kind of thing, rather than an actual problem-solving game.
1: Yeah, kind of, although the Activision game coming out next year is really for people who watch the TV show and the fangirls who love Daryl Dixon. Right. (laughs) Uh, All right, any final words on the game? You guys looking forward to the third chapter next month?
2: they get to drive a train.
1: Yeah, I saw that. They're going to be in a
2: moving train. That's exciting to me. That is
1: exciting. I don't know why that train is still working, but we'll find Mm -hmm. out. They run on diesel. How can they not work?
0: Well, I guess if you you... have diesel, uh, you can drive a train. Well, you find
2: find a train. It's usually full of
0: diesel. I'm going to reserve judgment.
2: Well, you have to find someone who knows what switch to pull because, you know, if I walked into a train that was full of diesel and ready to go... You know, that'd be it. That's like, okay, see a litter train. Come on, there's a big throttle. You just push it forward and away you go. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> yes,
0: That's probably like
2: walking it. into a, a 747 and going, all I have to do is push these levers forward and the damn thing just off. You just keep pressing
0: out. buttons and levers until you hear yourself say, ah, this must be the right combination. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I need some kind of Wait. key. <laughs> <laughs> I can't turn it on without a coin. <laughs> there you well, go.
2: coin solves all. Oh, and just, I finished, uh, okay, we're gonna, I'm going to backtrack to episode one just for a second here because sure. I finished that before I played episode two. Good for you. Because I hadn't finished it at the beginning. Good for you. So when we were in the pharmacy and uh, that What's Her Eyebrows was having problems with the radio. Yeah, she couldn't put the batteries How many stupid people are out there that can't properly figure out that, A, there are no batteries, and second of all, B, put the batteries in the wrong way and go, I can't figure out what's wrong with this thing.
1: Okay, to be fair, if you let her live, if you save her and go into the second chapter, they make a crack about that. They do. Right? Um, So they kind of know it was a bit lame.
2: Yeah, nobody's that stupid. No.
1: But but you know what they're doing there? They're they're providing another simple puzzle at the beginning of the game to get people into and used to the mechanic and stuff like that. Right. Mm-hmm. It's kind of an up close hand puzzle <laughs> that you yeah. have to do.
2: Oh, the batteries are in backwards.
1: In my second game, I let the other guy live. Yeah. The game is much more entertaining with him in it. Really? Yeah. It is. I, I think is. so. Anyways, yeah. Well, how so? He's just a more interesting character, and he's funnier. He built an alarm. And he built an alarm, an alarm. On, on the uh, fence around the motor end. Cool. Um, so the so when they introduce the two dairy guys, it's completely different if you have him on
2: board. Oh, okay. Yeah. But she has a gun. Yeah. True. She, she needed to a, live because she had a gun. But he's got a nice sweater. Does he? Yeah. I think. I don't know. <laughs>
1: Anyways, I think his name is Doug. I like Doug. Yep, Doug. I like to keep Doug around.
2: What about at the end when you uh there's a car full of food, did you well, I don't know yet. Did you not finish the game?
1: Oh, no, yeah, you second. finished it, Dave, no, right?
0: Doug. What? I've I'm finished it with
1: Doug. Oh, but at the end with the car full of food, did you guys steal the food or n- or not steal the food? Not. I not stole the food. Me too. In my main game, I did not steal the food.
2: But then in my secondary game, I did. It doesn't make any difference. Everybody just steals the food anyway and then gives you something. Here's some batteries so you can uh, watch the video on on the camera. Because that's essential. You can't not watch that video. I know. But I didn't steal the food and I didn't want to have anything to do with taking anything out of there. I would have refused the batteries.
3: No thanks, uh, I'll find batteries
2: somewhere else. I refused everything else, a sweater for Clementine and all kinds of stuff. It just didn't make any sense to me. It's like, well, I guess it doesn't matter if I steal the food. Food's stolen anyway. Yeah, it's true. I mean, you're making a decision for yourself there at that
1: point. The game still continues on with everybody else. Right. Clementine needs food badly. <laughs> Did Valky- anybody shoot the food? Valkyrie shoots the food.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> all righty. Um, you can
2: play that still, Hey, eh? You download it online?
0: Yeah, I know. All those, old games.
1: all those old games are available still. It's
2: great stuff. It doesn't <laughs> even cost a quarter anymore. <laughs> no, it does not. Just 199 for the Xbox and then, you know. Well, yeah. you pay, pay $20 in- a month or whatever you're. Then Xbox the internet access and all that kind of stuff is more expensive than plunking a few quarters yeah, it's into It's
0: practically free. <laughs>
1: practically free. All right. Well, with uh, on that note, let's move on to our final segment here, and that is this. Listener Feedback. I've just got a couple uh, emails and a phone call here on listener feedback. The phone call we'll do first. It comes from a good friend of the show, Carl, in the UK. It's a little bit long, but it's Carl, so I got to play it. So, all right, Carl. Here's what Carl had to say.
3: Yeah, hi, gentlemen. Uh, it's uh, your friend Carl in uh, Birmingham. Um, calling in, realise my last few messages have been a bit confrontational to you guys about the stuff you've said, so I'm calling to actually agree with you for once. Sorry. Um, uh, basically, you made it the point about how uh, when zombies attack people, they kind of end up getting devoured and there's very little left. And I think that's a very good point because I think a lot of things tend to forget that. Um, Unfortunately, I think it also ties into something you mentioned earlier in the show about the, uh, this whole thing about bringing Jimmy back. And I've got a big problem with this for a couple of reasons. One, it's, it's such a massive pet hate of mine in zombie films because you're right, zombies eat people. They completely devour them, especially if there's lots of zombies. And Jimmy was set upon by... A whole herd of them. As he was escaping the RV, um, you know, you saw he his throat torn out. There was at least three or four of them piling on top of him. They were, you know, ripping pieces, blood spraying all over the windscreen. There's no way there's enough of that guy left. To start walking around, and I've seen it happen in lots and lots of things. Resident Evil had one of those, and uh, uh, there's a TV series called Dead Set in the UK where some of the characters end up walking around as zombies. Who you saw blatantly getting set upon by herds and herds of zombies earlier in the in the show. Um, so just ah, uh, it really annoys me because uh, because you're right, zombies eat people. That's the end of it. Uh, please, Walking Dead, don't do that to Jimmy. Um, and. Uh, uh, yeah, the second uh, second reason I hate that is because uh, Jimmy would buy the barn. The barn burnt down. That means the RV burnt surely. And there's nothing left of Jimmy. Jimmy's gone. Jimmy's gone. <laughs> um, and uh, I think that's that's about it, folks. Uh, so just wondered what your thoughts were on that. Uh, and I'll speak to you soon. Oh, and, uh, yeah, regarding your Canadian accent, I don't know what you're talking about. See you later. Bye-bye.
1: Thank you, Carl, for that fine call. Um, Jimmy's gone. I agree.
0: Jimmy's gone.
2: Yeah, Jimmy's gone. Dave yeah. uh, Dave couldn't hear the audio. <clears throat> right, it's Dave? Like
0: you guys were whispering a joke to each other, and I couldn't hear it. I'm just sitting <laughs> here all sad. Oh, sorry, Dave. Carl, uh, you, sorry. <laughs> you'll
1: have to hear it when you listen
0: back. Carl so,
2: doesn't think that Jimmy's coming back in any way, shape, or form, because the barn burnt down, and he got set upon by a whole bunch of zombies. And I agree. Yes. If Jimmy comes
1: back walking around like nothing happened, or maybe, you know, just with a missing arm or something, it'll be kind of dumb. It looked like he was torn apart, and... Uh, Carl was saying that's a, that's a problem he has with a number of zombie properties that people you know get eaten and torn apart and then there they are they're
2: okay still walking around as a zombie. Well, it's a very uh, it's a very daytime drama kind of thing, you know. Oh, she got into a huge accident. It's like oh, we'll just do a brain transplant and everything will be fine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> brain transplant. <laughs> that's right. It's everything happened. <laughs> really, you watch a lot of daytime TV? Oh, no,
2: my wife did. All right, when she was younger.
1: Uh, well, that is very cool. Our first email comes from Ed on the internet. Now, Ed sent in a list of 46 automotive items that he sells that would be helpful in the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> Ay caramba. I chose a few. I'm not going to yeah. read all 46. Awesome. First of all, he, and he also had included a little bit of commentary with each one. Wow. Some of them are funny. So, number one, gas cans. Fill up while you can. The neighborhood convenience store isn't going to be convenient anymore. Right. A ball joint separator to poke them through the eyes a la the Three Stooges. Running lights. Zombies aren't nearly as scary in the light. <laughs> antifreeze. Overheating while stuck in a horde of zombies isn't cool.
0: Right. <laughs> Is antifreeze flammable?
1: No, I don't think so. It's poisonous. It's definitely poisonous, but you can't poison a zombie. I don't think it's flammable. Uh, seat covers to protect the seats from gore. Why not? Why not? Bungee cords. Emergency slingshot materials. Oh, That's a good idea. <laughs> Air conditioning recharge kit. You don't want to ride around with your arm out of the window because your AC isn't working. <laughs> I know how that feels. I just got the AC
2: fixed in my car.
1: Yeah, that's right. And finally, a little tree air freshener. Face it, you're not going to be bathing very regularly, so stay away from strange scents. Go with natural pine scent instead. Or a few Gosh. hundred of them. <laughs> a few hundred of them, yeah. Uh, thank you, Ed, for that. It was very entertaining. And uh, That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Ian in Australia wrote, here's my take on the discussion about how the zombie disease might work. I think we talked about this last time or maybe the show before that. Could be. Uh, He says, Ian says this, my theory is that the zombie disease has two states, a benign state, which we already know all the survivors have and which pretty much has no outward effects on the person. Right. We know they're all infected. Mm -hmm. And an active state in which... Uh, turns the host into a full-blown, hungry, hungry, brain-munching zombie. The active state is triggered by a couple of events. The brain death of the host, or transmission of the disease from an active carrier, probably through saliva, uh, from a bite, of course. I don't think blood is the transmitter because Rick's team has been absolutely splattered with zombie gore, some of which must surely have gotten into an eye or mouth, and this hasn't turned any of them into zombies. This would explain why zombies seek to bite people. It's not just from a desire to rend and eat, but because the primary goal of the disease is to cause an active zombie hunger to create other active zombies and further spread the disease. Look at it this way. The bite from a zombie is effectively a form of procreation for the disease. It is. <clears throat> um, I think we were wondering why, you know, why they're all infected, but they don't... You know they don't die and become a, they don't become a zombie right away right they just carry it around with them and I think this is an interesting uh, interesting theory here that it has two states benign you're always have it but then it's activated when someone who's in the active state bites you right and it turns it on and therefore kills you and reanimates you. that's, that's a great idea it works good uh, the problem here is that I don't think we're ever gonna really get an explanation <laughs> no. for any of this so this is all speculation but it's fun to speculate. nor should we really no, exactly. I don't think so. Um, on Talking Dead last night, Robert Kirkman was asked some questions like that, like you know, what's why does it take so long for some people to turn and not others? And He's like, nah, eh, it's just the way it is. <laughs> <laughs> he's kind of like, I'm not going to tell and you. That that's and, the proper
0: answer. And I don't,
1: yeah. and I don't know the
2: answer. You know, he he, it's not important. I tell stories. I don't figure out the technology behind whatever, <laughs> and you know the all the medical mumbo-jumbo behind it. It's just a story. Medical mumbo-jumbo. That's right.
1: But it is fun to speculate, and I it think is. Ian has a cool theory here.
2: I always thought it was kind of weird that their method of procreation and their method of sustenance is the same. Like, they eat and procreate using the same <laughs> methods, which just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. But, you know, as a species kind of thing? You never know.
1: There's there's some pretty weird, wacky stuff out there in the... In the uh, uh,
2: Universe. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's the, uh, the you know, the uh, the Black Widow, but it, she devours the, the male after procreation. Right. Not before or that, not during. That wouldn't make sense. Or attempting to kill them while procreating. <laughs> right. Anyway, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense.
1: All right, cool. There you go. That is it for uh, listener feedback. If you want to send in your comments or questions, talkingdeadpodcast at gmail.com or our voicemail line at one eight six six four zomb Just before we wrap things up, we're going to announce our next Walking Dead actor spotlight. Mm-hmm. Any guesses on who it's going to
2: be, Dave?
0: Uh, Lou Diamond Phillips. Oh, that's awesome. right,
2: Lou Diamond
0: <laughs> Phillips. <laughs> Sorry, I meant to say LaBamba.
2: I wonder it's, if his middle name really is Diamond. <clears throat> it's it, LaBamba. Lou LaBamba Phillips. Lou LaBamba. There you go.
1: It's actually going to be Scott Wilson, the actor who plays <laughs> Herschel. <laughs> He's pretty much the only one left uh, of the primary cast, anyway and uh he's got a vast vast film career for us to choose from although that being said i found it tricky to choose ones because i obviously want to choose things here that he's prominently featured in not just you know a bit part somewhere at the end because that doesn't really help us at all so here's what we're going to watch we're going to take a full month to do this like we did with our last one on uh, lauren cohen right right We're going to watch In Cold Blood, the 1967 film starring Scott Wilson. It's one of his first appearances and one of his most well-known movies. That is going to be very cool. Uh, We will watch Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. That movie is so good. It is. I know you guys have both seen it already. I have not. Yeah, Yeah,
2: me too. I'm
1: looking forward to seeing it again. It's exciting. I have not seen it, so... uh, I'm excited. Really? It, yeah. I I was. It played at the Toronto After Dark Film Festival a number of years ago, but I couldn't go to that one because I was I out of the it country. I
0: think it was the, no, it was not the opening night gala. I think it was the closing night gala of oh, the very first year for Toronto After Dark. No, no it wasn't the first year because I didn't go to the first year. It was, it was the really? second year because I didn't go to the second year. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, it was just you and me, Dave. Remember we went that one yeah, time? yeah,
1: yeah. In that movie, he plays a character called Eugene, just so you know. In another movie called Junebug, he plays a character called Eugene, and we'll watch that one, too. Right. <laughs> uh, on his filmography, there are four movies where he plays a character called Eugene. Nice. We couldn't really get our hands on the other one, but we could have made this the Eugene Festival. Um, one, a couple more. The Ninth Configuration, a 1980 movie, which i never heard of, but oh. sounds interesting. And finally, one episode of the 1985 Twilight Zone series from Season 1, Episode 17, Uh, I don't know the title because there's two, uh, you know, two mini episodes in one there. He's in the second one. So uh, that is what we're going to watch for Scott Wilson. Please play along. Watch them if you want. If you have thoughts or comments on Scott Wilson, send them in and we'll get them on our show when we spotlight
2: Herschel. Herschel Green. Nice.
1: Alrighty, righty. And on that note,
2: let's wrap this sucker up, wait, shall wait, we? Wait, wait, One more thing. One more thing. Okay, Lou Diamond Phillips. Diamond is actually his middle name, but his last name is Upchurch. Lou, Lou Diamond Upchurch. Lou Diamond Upchurch, which I will now call him from now on.
1: All right. Phillips rolls off the tongue a little better, but yeah, that's I'd only be... because I'm used to it. Yeah.
2: All right. All righty. That's it. That's all I got to say about that. Cool.
1: Um, reminder, everybody, if you want to find everything Dave is doing with Stranger and of Stone and his public appearances... Head over to IHeartUnicornsTOO.com or uh, IAmOfStone.com? Correct. Cool. This is correct. Go do that. Go do it. Find Dave at Word on the Street and like him on Facebook. He deserves all these things. He tries so hard. I I do try. (laughs) Sorry. Didn't really sound right. Uh, But everything he does is cool. So go check that out. Um and if you want to get in contact with us here on this very fine podcast, you can call the Zombline line at one It's a toll-free call, everyone, and we will never answer the phone.
2: That's a promise.
1: We are on Twitter I'm- at talking dead. <laughs> yeah, Dave might. It goes to Dave's basement <laughs> phone. <laughs> Hello?
0: Hello? <laughs> Who's this? It's the Talking Dead.
1: Hello. <laughs> <laughs> we should do that. We should. Um what are we where else are we we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash the talking dead thanks to everyone who's participating over there that is really the go to place for us and of course that's where you can submit your favorite way to kill a zombie and enter our contest
0: I did that tonight live on the air
1: cool that is super exciting I'll put I'll add you to the list awesome Um, or email talking dead podcast at gmail.com questions comments thoughts uh, profanity-laced rants, whatever you want to send in, do tirade. it. Profanity-laced tirade. Tirade, excuse me. There's do not it. a lot of
0: profanity on the show, though.
1: On The Walking Dead? There's a little bit. Not on this well, podcast, no, no, on though. On this particular podcast.
2: No, not on the podcast.
1: Here's my rule for profanity on the show, everyone. You can say anything that they would say on the TV show, The Walking Dead. Really? In general. I mean, I know we stray from that once in a while, but uh, that's the general rule.
2: I stray from it, but only when I feel like it.
1: <laughs> Very good. <laughs> And Dave actively goes out of his way to say things on this show that are highly offensive.
2: Fuck
0: balls. See?
2: (laughs) Uh, There it is.
1: All right, everybody. Uh, Thank you for listening. My name is Chris. That's Jason. We had Dave. We'll be back next week. And uh, until then, have a great week. And uh, thanks for listening.
0: Bye. Talking dead.